Do you think that classical music is not for you and you don't know where to start? Or maybe you're a fan already and would welcome a fresh approach. You've come to the right place. Perfect pitch is for everyone, beginners or experts, whatever your age. Lend Nick Healy Hutchinson your ears for his weekly dose of classical music that will enrich your life. I think it's time we revisited the Baroque period, that era which began in about 1600 and ended with the death of Bach in 1750. It's easy to forget when we hear keyboard music today that pianos were not at the disposal of those composers, all of it being composed for the harpsichord or clavichord. While much of it sounds lovely on the original instruments, Bach's Brandenburg concertos are always going to sound best on a harpsichord for me, the modern piano has a lot going for it too, in terms of colour, clarity and volume variation. And here, I think, is a good example of what I mean. This is a favourite keyboard piece composed by the Anglicised Handel around 1720. The Harmonious Blacksmith is the title given to the final movement of a four-piece suite. There are all sorts of theories as I came to acquire that name, and they're all rather boring, so let's not bother with that, especially as it was not titled thus by the composer. But it's an infectious little tune, which on first sighting a pianist could be forgiven for thinking looks pretty simple. But over the course of the variations which follow, with the tune always at its heart, it gets progressively harder before ending on a jubilant flourish. The harmonious blacksmith is played here by Wilhelm Kempf.
Another Baroque composer, whose life coincided with that of Handel, was the Frenchman François Couperin. I can't find any evidence of him having known or met Handel, although his music was much admired by Bach. But just listen to this and see if another time you could correctly identify who composed which of the last two piano pieces you've just heard. The Couperin is considerably shorter and composed almost exactly the same time, but one of them must surely have known of the other, because I always get them mixed up. Couperin's Les Barricades Mystérieuses is played here by the Hungarian George Schiffler. Listen out for that left hand, which gives real meaning to the melody. stick with the solo instrument for a moment, this time the violin. The Italian Niccolo Paganini lived around the same time as Beethoven, bridging the close of the 18th century and the beginning of the 19th. Although known as one of the greatest violinists of all time, Paganini actually started his musical life with the guitar. When he did take up the violin, it was not long before he was surpassing not just his teachers, but his teachers' teachers. And it's not an exaggeration to say He was a true phenomenon at his art. Everybody would flock to see him perform wherever he travelled, not least because he cut a highly unusual appearance. A spindly figure with extraordinarily long fingers. 
possibly as a result of suffering from Marfan syndrome, an ailment which often manifests itself in long limbs. His compositions for the violin turned an instrument which up until then had mostly been for an accompaniment into something which would require the highest levels of playing skills. During his life, he met and became friends with Orsini, and it was he who famously said that he'd only cried three times in his life, the first time when his earliest opera failed, the second time when, with a boating party, a truffled turkey fell into the water, and the third is the time when he first heard Paganini play. Paganini's most famous composition was the group of solo pieces called 24 Caprice. Listeners of a certain age may remember a programme on TV called The Southbank Show, for which Caprice number 24 was the theme music. That excerpt was obviously just the tune in a jazzed-up version. So now I'm going to play you what it sounds like in its original format on the violin. In an earlier podcast, we listened to the second of Beethoven's two romances for violin. I only mention it now because of the way it starts. The violin in that piece starts on its own with something called double stopping. Double stopping is the term used for playing two strings with two different melodies at the same time. To open a piece like that is nerve-wracking in the extreme. It's not the same as playing two notes on the piano. Any fool can do that. But using a bow across two strings to play two different tunes is something altogether much harder. Caprice number 24 opens with the familiar theme, followed by a number of variations, many of which have double, triple and even quadruple stopping, which means that there are sometimes two, three or even four different tunes happening at the same time. You don't need to be a violinist to appreciate how technically difficult this piece is, especially if you listen to it attentively. It's little wonder that this is known as the virtuosic piece it is, and the American violinist Hilary Hahn gives a crystal clear performance.
We'll return to Paganini at the end of the podcast, but take a small step backwards in time to a lovely aria from Mozart's opera Così fan tutti. We recently listened to the voice of Luciano Pavarotti in Verdi's opera Rigoletto. It was certainly that voice alone which made him the most commercially successful tenor of the last hundred years, because acting was not one of his strongest suits. In fact, I think he'd have struggled to scrape a grade at the Roger Moore School of Eyebrow Raising. But his deserved success means that others were dwarfed. It also means that while you may have the right vocal range, it doesn't automatically make you the best qualified to a particular part or aria. If you're new to classical music, and perhaps even if you aren't, you may not have heard of the now-retired Francisco Araiza, a Mexican tenor whose early focus was in the operas of Mozart and Rossini, later branching out into larger Italian roles, and then in Wagner. He's now an acclaimed teacher and judge. We've already listened to that gorgeous trio from Mozart's Così fan tutte in an earlier podcast, an opera all about the joys and pains of love. Since it's not littered with numerous memorable arias, this little gem is an easy pick. Fernando thinks he's winning the bet with the mischievous Alfonso about the fidelity of Dorabella, while he is supposedly away at war, as he sees her spurn the advances of Guillermo and sings Un Aura Amorosa, a breath of love in her praise. Listen to this lovely voice and, in the context of this opera about love, to the heart, the soul, the warmth which Ariza brings to the words. There are countless tenors who have sung this, but having the range alone is sometimes not enough. It serves to highlight how different all these interpretations in every field can be. It is perhaps what stands music apart from most other art forms, and why I so enjoy selecting what I think is the best, not necessarily what is just well known.
and so back to Paganini. Paganini was truly a one-off. Rumours were rife that either he or his mother had sold his soul to the devil in exchange for his precocious gift, which is why the violin has always come to be known as the devil's instrument. His star study status enabled him to be a notorious womanizer, despite suffering ill health almost all his life, as well as having this really peculiar physique, which wasn't exactly topped with a head of extraordinary beauty either. But he was certainly a master in his craft, as well as introducing listeners to new sounds on the violin, such as bouncing the bow on the strings and plucking them, things which we might be used to hearing now, but were very much new in 1819, when he premiered his first violin concerto. So let's listen to some of those revolutionary techniques in abundance in the final movement of his first violin concerto, played by Itzhak Perlman with the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra conducted by Lawrence Frost. Thank you. 
it for now thank you for listening to perfect pitch with nick healy hutchinson he'll be back again next week with some more treasures for you so please do join him then and you can subscribe to this podcast by clicking on the link below Mm -hmm.